That's what I'm saying. The podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, because you know how we do, but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, I think they call it now, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Just download the Island TV app. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, my sister. How you doing? Hey, sister. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ya? good. I'm good. I'm living. I'm breathing. I'm blessed. I, I am highly favored and all that good stuff. Holler. Hey. So we're going to get right into it. But uh, mm-hmm. what are we calling this episode? We calling this episode Bills, Bills, Bills. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay hey, my man, man. Phone bills? Not, right, right. Not, not work, 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 work. No, it's bills, 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 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me right to the ratchet. Here we go. Okay, so check this out. So uh, the game, the rapper, the game, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. Uh, is not shy about telling you how he treats his woman. And he recently weighed in on this little debate regarding women and, you know, paying half the rent and how, you know, if you have a significant other as a man, you should be taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is an ongoing conversation and he is not doubling down. He is serious. So this is his quote. And I don't know about you, but. You tell me what you tell me what it did for you. All right. Check, check your drawers when I finish. He says, why she got to pay half the rent? She giving you half the puts or some. And words kill me, he said. Since the beginning of time, real men have always taken care of shelter, providing and protecting. And if you ain't got it, go get it. Okay. Mm. Um, he even went on to talk about the independent ladies who have their own bread and said that even still a man should hold it down um, and allow that woman to stack her coins. And he says, if you're lucky enough to land an independent woman who works for her, no, that works her ass off. Let me get it right. And still comes home to cook, clean, take care of kids and go crazy sexually. Let her stack what she makes. OK, just in case y'all need it one day and still handle everything as a man. I mean, I'm laughing because, man, game going to get all the draws. You're mm. trying to get all mm. the draws. Mm. 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 Jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. I Jamming mean, on you know, one. it's something and we're going to have to revisit this, I'm sure, because I mean, I, I see no lies here. That's that's all I can say. Like, you know, we done got it twisted. The world done got it twisted up. But really, you know, the man is the provider and the woman you know, I believe in subservience to an extent. And when pe- mm-hmm. when I say that, people get all up and, oh, you know, because I am an independent woman and yep. I believe in independence. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there are certain things that you are supposed to be subservient to your man if he's the leader. If he's the he leader. he understands his role as the leader. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... I, I don't like them arrangements where it's like we doing 50 50 like we roommates. I need mean, well go out and get me a roommate. There's a lot of women looking at this and started to do the math. They were like half the rent, half the pussy, half the hold on a minute, take care of the kids. Somebody was doing the equation and was like nothing but nothing. Please to nothing, nothing. <laughs> okay. Cause it's a hell of an equation. Cause I you know, hey, I am a firm believer and call call me old school. However, um I go to work. I love making my own money, but I do believe that I I want a man and I've always wanted a man who um has a breadwinner uh quality. 
a breadwinner quality. You know what I mean? Like, like he wants, he wants to take care of home. Like this is what he feels like he's supposed to do because you have some dudes, you know, that will watch you bust your ass, go to work, double shift. Like he said, watch the kids come home, sex, you do all that. And then you're looking at her, like you're going to have half the rent. You're going to have half the mortgage. You're going to have half the car payment. And you know, at some point it's like, well, damn. And then usually that dude has another side chick too. So you might as well um, uh-huh. be sitting pretty somewhere if you really do the math. So you walk out not that mad. You walk out not that mad. You like, eh, the mathematics. You know what I'm saying? You like, eh, when that mad. But if you're doing all that, you know, you know how you find out motherfuckers cheat. Like you got a lot of motherfucking nerve to be cheating with your broke ass. You know what? I call it the I call it the Carmella syndrome. Remember Carmella from um, yeah. Yeah, from you know, you know. I, I will tell you I my theory. You. You know, I, go ahead. It's the same. You know what? It's the yeah. same thing. Like yeah. you got to pay to play, honey. You Carmella was out here yeah. burying money in the backyard while yeah. Tony Soprano was out running and doing his thing. But the bottom line was he took care of home. And I'm what? not. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Now, I don't dismiss a man to say like, you know, hey, hey, you can cheat on me as long as you pay the bills. I'm not saying all that. You, I just, right, right. But women, women, get your money up. So while, you know, and hopefully you're in love and these things don't happen. But at the most, it's always like a, a, a wise woman once told me, right? Married, happy, the whole shit. She said to me, sex feels better when the bills are paid. Mm, let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Let that sink. You ever, you ever you ever had that worrying anxiety sex? <laughs> oh, oh, I can't. I can't. Oh. Even I can't even relax with your ass. Like, no, I don't. Mm-mm, no, no. So wants that. So so game. Pretty much what he said was like, you know, life is on me. Like you take care of me, then like life, like your life is taken care of. Like my treat. Like life is my treat. Like that's a sweet little deal right there. Like he he really broke it down, and I, I appreciate that. And then somebody brought up to me like, didn't he get sued? For some type of like some some sexual harassment or something with a woman and he didn't want to pay up. I was like, ooh, sounds like a hater. Somebody sounds like a hater. <laughs> mm, I didn't hear about that part. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. me either. I, I heard nothing of it until he said this. Mm. <laughs> 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 I like it. I like it, game. Game got game. This is a nice little this is a sweet little deal right here. This is a sweet little deal. I like it. He's um, like you said, he's gonna get all the draws. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I love it. I mean, it's. I mean, I, like I said, I see no lies. What what he's saying is true. And and you know, here's here's a little thing that I that I personally, my my personal observations. Mm-hmm. A man needs to feel like a man in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So when you got you know when it's it's kind of topsy turvy, it's upside down because the woman is wearing the pants. He's going to go somewhere where his manhood is validated, whether there that's in your household. Mm-hmm. Most likely not, and somewhere mm-hmm. or somewhere else. That's right. that's what happens, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, this a whole nother. It's a whole. It's a whole topic within in, in itself. But you know, just think like he he needs that validation. One of the ways. I mean, that's why you know they like they hunter gatherers. They they mm-hmm. they got that energy to go out, you know, and and make shit happen for their family. Mm-hmm. So when that's that's not there because. Mm-hmm. You know how we can be sometimes like, well, you know, if I'm I'm paying for this and I got this, well, mm-hmm. hell, I my, need you for. I'm I'm a, I'm a whole I'm a whole nother mouthpiece, and that's just being real. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, listen, like uh, like uh, one of our sisters once said in terms of you know dating, she said, "This is what I'm already doing for myself." Okay, what can you do for me that I'm not doing for myself? And that's really it right there. Like, well, then shit, that that's a game changer right there. So I think as long as women, you know, keep their standards. And again, you know, sometimes you and your man, you know, y'all are working together. And I understand all of that. But 
no matter what, the scale is never going to be even, especially because as women, we are, I know I'm domestic as hell. Shit, I'm washing the dishes before you can even finish your plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I put my yeah. running gloves on, wiping down the tub. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, did, did you want some eggs with that? Did you want some cold juice? I'm, I'm super domestic. I'm making beds. I'm folding sheets. I'm doing all that. And I, um, and I hook a steak up. You get what I mean? So Biggie Smalls, with that being said, I, I, I'd be mad as hell if, um, you know, I found myself lucked up and somebody looking at me like, you know, you gonna eat your cornbread? I'm gonna be real mad. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You can't have half. Nope. <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs> but that's just that's just that's just the grown woman in me. I, you know, I, I don't think I've always uh, had that posture. But over the years, you'd be like, man, fuck that. I got student loans. What, what am I really doing out here in these streets? Like, who am I really attracting? So if you have, a, you know, a, a man that has breadwinner quality and sometimes you have men who, you know, they didn't have a father. So that'd be a whole nother ball game. You'd be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're looking for another mother. <laughs> you over here looking for another mother. Really? <laughs> It's about a bitch. Randy, how I end up with you? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Good time. Good time. Mm, I, but you know what? Thank you, game. I mean, I don't, you know, does he put it into practice? I don't know, but sounds good to me. It sounds it sounds like a great listen. 50 said, have a baby by me, be a millionaire. Game said, date me, fuck me right, feed me good. And keep your money. Well, let me tell you something. These brothers are the top bachelors, I'll tell you that thing. They better have a show. <laughs> I'm coming to get my rose. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. All right. So move moving on. Um so I don't I don't know if you've been following this whole Deshaun Watson uh, Randy Watson? No. <laughs> <Not Randy>. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And and you know, this is we got this under the ratchet minute, but it's like I mean, I don't know, it could go either way. So Um, Deshaun Watson uh, played for the Houston Texans and there is now a total of 22 lawsuits against him um, from various women who most of them, it seems like they worked in or worked as masseuses and and massage parlors, um, Mm -hmm. but have claimed to have claimed that he has sexualized his massage sessions with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good time. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm not. And you know, I'm just, you know, w- walking in with your Me Too movement t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? R- rubbing mas- massage oil on your hands. Like, you have an appointment today? Today, oh, Randy Watson? So. Please. <laughs> you know, okay, so this, I mean, this is just, you know, there, there's, there's the 22 women's stories. There's his story. And then there's somewhere in the middle Mm-hmm. is the truth mm-hmm. it's just this is going to be a hard one so you know i mean Literally. i know he's so there's a there's <laughs> stop <laughs> what do, what do they call it when you go to the massage the the massage happy finish the ha- what is it no happy ending happy finish <laughs> listen the way i you do it the way i you do it <laughs> so it, i mean it sounds like and I think he's what he's already kind of admitted to that, like, you know, it was, it was consensual. So, you know, mm-hmm. they do a little happy ending. Some of these women, it sounds like weren't even massage therapists by trade. He's just mm-hmm. people that he, you know, brought over to the house and, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, give me a little little sloppy toppy mm-hmm. or whatever. Bye. So, um, you know, not to discount the allegations, because, I mean, this is it, it's it's a real thing. It doesn't it doesn't sound like. 
everybody is lying. I'm going to just put it that way. I mean, so, and somewhere there's there's some truth here where there was some maybe something that was not consensual. You know, is this a money grab? And you got 22 women and a majority, there were, I think, four, four or five lawsuits in the beginning where the judge basically told them, look, y'all got to use your real name because they wanted to be anonymous. So, you know, that to me speaks of like, you know, I'm not trying to have everybody in my business, but I feel like this needs to come forward. That's that's just my opinion of it. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, so. so there's a there is a conspiracy theory that this is a whole smear campaign by the Houston Tex uh, by the Texans because he wanted a trade, and you know now all this comes up in the middle of like these 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 negotiations. You know, you know. Wow. Says, uh, Hold on. Let me let me just let me clear this up real quick. So let let me just tell you what really happened. I was one of the 22 women invited over to Deshaun Watson's house because I thought he was Randy Watson's nephew. Okay, when I heard (laughs) that he played for Houston, I was like, oh, okay, he's the quarterback. Okay, all right. So I went over there with a T-shirt on just to let him know no funny business. But I wore my boy shorts. Okay, Mm -hmm. and my T-shirt had hashtag me too movement. So he thought I was one of the 22. Like, oh, shit, me too. Come on in. I was invited over at two in the morning. Okay, had my oil, I had my Kimmy oil, matter of fact, put a little on my hair, a little on his back, a little on my hair, a little on his back. <laughs> and when he rolled over, I was like, oh, Deshaun, you naughty boy, you. Mm. And, um, you know, I took a few pictures. And, um, you know. And uh, <laughs> called call a few of my girls and said, uh, if y'all want to get in on this, it's going to be a good time. And, you know, I, I totally knew at 2 a.m. what I was there for. You dig what I'm saying? So if if you get invited and you know that you work at Trader Joe's, you know what I'm saying? And you get invited over to the quarterback's house for a massage and you're not even a damn therapist. OK, you a damn kindergarten teacher. Well, then guess what? You know what you're there for. You know, so stop it. Just everybody just stop. Just cut it out. You know, and I'm and, I'll, and I'm and I don't condone shit like that. But let me tell you something. If you roll over and, and you're looking for some business, then I know what I'm here for. <laughs> What kind of business? Hmm. 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 So interesting. I, I, look, I, I'm I'm still happy. Finish. I, mine is called you done. <laughs> so there's a, a little fact here is that the the lawyer for the 22 women lives on the same street as the owner of the Houston Texans. Oh, the team how convenient. Having some, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. This could be a whole smear campaign. Or, you know, there could be some truth to the story. Well, I, you know, my little thing, especially when you deal with a lot of these, a lot of these players, um, Uh players, but, you know, for a lot of football players, a lot of these basketball players, to Mm -hmm. me, like they, when it comes down to it, like they're very awkward Mm -hmm. when it comes to. Well, what are we calling this? You know, like the whole dating and, and, and sex, like some of them, like they're just like, they don't. So I mm. say all that to say, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this was his way of like getting his rocks off and maybe he didn't really know all the nuances of, you know, how you do it. How you supposed to do it, I guess. So so you think he was like a little socially awkward? So this was like his possibly. easy route? I mean, to, pos- like- pos- pos- possibly. I don't know the dude. Um, and I know it seems like he has a girlfriend and she's kind of doubled down and, you know, like, you know, they're, they're the perfect couple. But, you know, look like he likes to get his, um, you know, kind of like get his meat beat while he's getting a massage. I mean, mm. sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> how much you, how much? But see, 
Now, like I said, you know what you're coming for, literally. So, again, you in, are invited over to an NFL player's home and, and all of a sudden he has all these personal masseuses that be coming out the woodworks at some point. You know what I mean? Like, you don't look for references, dude. Like, come on now. You're full of shit. This is what you do. This is your thing. Yeah. OK, well, we're going to see. I mean, look, brother, the, uh, the defense is not sounding so good because saying like everybody is lying. Like, I don't know. And you know what happened? And you know what it sounds like? It sounds like he fell in the bear trap. Like he was like literally thinking with his penis. You know, how, you know, men, mm-hmm. like they say, they got two minds in their own. He was men thinking do with that? his penis. Yes, yeah, literally. They have two little brains men going on. A big they one they they too. Look, he fell right in the bear trap. Look at that. Mm. Boom. The, the, the attorney was Pussy looking trap. out the window like, wait, Lola. She was looking out the window. She was like, watching all the girls walk in every other day. Look, walking in. Hi, I'm the massage therapist. Hi, I'm from Massage Envy. Hi, I'm here for massage. They were like, she was having pictures. He kept falling in the bear trap. He was like, I didn't know I was getting a massage today. Come on in. Come on in. Stupid. Could be. Uh, look, the hopefully the truth will come out. And we're and we we gonna see. All right. Okay. Moving on. We have to get woke. Oh, okay. All right. All right. This, this has been a really clear. heavy week. Uh, yeah. Two weeks rather. That's it's an understatement. It has been mm-hmm. for me, um, you know, I'm I'm an emotional being and and I'm sensitive and what, what has been happening is just constant bad news and it, and it hurts and it hurts. It's hurting, it's hurting me cause it's hurting us. So mm-hmm. with that being said, um, it's been about five days ago, there was a shooting of a young man, uh, by the name of Dante Wright, who's 20 years old, who was 20 years old. Um, he was fatally shot Sunday at the Brooklyn center, which sits, um, in the County right next to Minneapolis. And, uh, this was police chief who actually, she uh, alleged that she thought she was pulling out her taser, but in reality, she shot with her gun. So oh, there's a manslaughter on, man. charge. Yep, there's a manslaughter charge. I mean, that. so I'm, I'm just like a little speechless right here. And this is significant, especially because, you know, we're waiting, you know, the verdict of, um, you know, George Floyd's case. And as you know, the verdict is in and we'll get into that. But everybody is is up in arms because. For her to just simply say like, oh, I thought I was reaching for my taser and, you know, for her to be yelling taser. And apparently he was resisting arrest. So this 20 year old young man resisting arrest, rightfully so. If you were to use a taser, that makes sense. However, how do you not know the difference between your taser and your gun and to feel your life is threatened at that moment? Aren't you a trained police officer? Apparently not. That that's the part that, you know, we can't take this lightly. Why, why would you why are you able to act on such impulse to take a life? That's so that's what's yeah, happening I mean, right now. It's just, you know, um, you I, I it's funny how I won't even say funny, but, mm-hmm. you know, to get in the details like I, when I saw this, I watched TV without any sound and I haven't really turn the sound on when this video comes on or when, you know, the news. So, but the crazy thing is like, I've got the details, you know, whether you're mm-hmm. looking at social media or you hear people talking or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is, it's like, not again, you know, and the crazy thing, like how close this was to, um, you know, what happened with George Floyd just like 10 months ago, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much in the same area. And you got this white woman, this white, 
officer um, who, by the way, she's been on the force. She's like a 26 year veteran on the force who says that, you know, she accidentally or made a mistake and grabbed her gun instead of a taser. I mean, just Kim Potter is her name. Kim Potter. Wow. Just, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, so, really, really, really. So there, hey, protests are taking place each night around, you know, at the Brooklyn Center. I didn't know there was a Brooklyn Center in Minneapolis. Like, you ever seen a taser? I mean, I'm just like, you ever see a taser? I've seen, you know, you see them. They they look like toy guns to me. They're bright. Mm-hmm. You know, usually they, you know, yellow or orange, bright colors. They, they're lightweight, lighter, much lighter weight than, you know, an actual gun. The grip is different. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said. And all her training, all her 25, there you go. 26 there years you go. of training. Yep. Yep. All your training. So you didn't all know the difference. Training. Well, you're, hey, that there's just like, since when do you put, you know, your knee on somebody's neck? Like, and, and, and so many, I mean, and the best thing we have going for us right now is the fact that we are able to, you know, we are taping what's happening. Everything is live footage right now. So can you imagine what white folks were getting away with before? Mm-hmm. Can you, the longest, so, without right. the body cams. Right, right, right. The without the body cam. Like even before any of the technology, like I remember a roommate in college and she was telling me her sister's boyfriend was a police officer in South Jersey. And she would tell me like, yeah, he's racist. Mm-hmm. And she told me a story how he came home, you know, beer, you know, drinking with his buddies and it was a barbecue. And uh, he was talking about how they beat up a young black kid on the turnpike and left him like in the woods. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Well, I, you know, I just remember being in college and how many times did I hear about people that I knew or um, going up and down the um, turnpike mm-hmm. and being pulled over by police and getting beaten up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that was like that was a thing. Or, you know, I, I had friends who would, you know, be driving from like New York and New Jersey and going back to school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was like the worst Because you get pulled over by the police and like, I mean, it was it was such a common occurrence and you just hear the stories, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, you know, like this, this just it just it 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 hurts because at the at the core of it. And I don't I don't care what anybody says, Mm -hmm. but, you know, what did Mob Deep say? They said there's a war going on outside. No man is safe from you can run, but you can't hide forever. But I'm telling you, like what that what that is mm-hmm. in the fabric of of our uh, of of this country mm-hmm. is racism so deep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. it's so runs so deep within the blood mm-hmm. that oh, we yeah. can sit here and and this this woman made a judgment call that ended a person's life, mm-hmm. and her response is she made a mistake. By taking out the wrong weapon, and we and and we're supposed to believe that. And and you would think with everything as a police officer, right? You already know people are giving you the side eye. You know what I mean? Let's say you're a good cop. You know you're you're walking on eggshells because you know how people are reacting to you. But you know if you're a good cop, you are a. I hate to put it this way, you are a minority. You're not the majority. The majority out here, what we're seeing, are bad cops. With everything happening, the tension in the world, the racism, everything happening, you would think, you know what? Let me just be real careful with what I do. But for you to feel threatened by this, and he's a, he was a small kid, it wasn't like he was somebody hovering over you or yeah. anything like I mean, that. 
for you to be in the position you are, you're the authoritative position, right? For you to have nervously, then you know what? You shouldn't, you should not be, you shouldn't have been a cop. Hate to tell you this. You shouldn't have been a cop because you fear a young black kid who didn't even have a gun. Stupid. And that, that you know, work? and and the fear comes in because the, po- the officers are allowed to racially profile. So, you know, they do it. I don't care how they explain it away, but there's the racial profiling that has to go on before the stop occurs. Mm-hmm. And that that is the psychological under, underpinnings that this whole thing is based on. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, how what do you see when you see me? You know, just like, you know, when they see us, what mm-hmm. what do they see? Right. You know, right. it's I, I, in the same way into George, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You don't treat animals like that. Oh. Yeah. You know, you don't treat what's underneath your shoe in the way that you treated that man. Mm-hmm. But if you're not seeing a human being that is your equal, mm-hmm. then it's very easy to exp- to see why that treatment would happen. Right. You don't they don't see us mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. way that that calls for the respect and the compassion because you don't see yourself. You don't see a reflection of what you believe you're, you you are. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to, like I said, it's you know like treating treating a human being as if they were gum on your shoe, when you believe that they that that's what they are. That they're beneath you, literally. That's what you think, and 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 it shows, and it shows. Yeah. So you know you you have these white people like <clears throat> overreacting to mm-hmm. these minor offenses. You know mm-hmm. whether it's George Floyd with. You know, they kept talking about the, the counterfeiting and, you know, passing off a, tw- a fake twenty dollar bill. Wow. And and that was and it was met with that type of reaction, a lot of uh, a murder. Right. Did he deserve that? Like, absolutely not. You know, abs- absolutely not. But again, it goes back to racially profiling mm-hmm. and and, you know, in my opinion, psychologically, what what does that look like? You know. These are these are ideas that we all that we all have. We all have preconceived notions and ideas about the other, about other people that are mm-hmm. out and and about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you you ask me, the police they are, and I and I I've I've said this. Mm-hmm. It takes a certain socio a certain sociopathic personality, and I'm not a doctor, but you can just see it. And you go and you take the police exam and you see the type of questions that they ask. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they are searching for a, a certain sociopathic personality, mm-hmm. someone who can get out in these streets and basically risk their lives. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, make these type of judgment decisions that would would end a life. Mm-hmm. They they look for that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, mm. I mean, and that's and again, that's not I'll, I'll be the first to say not all cops are bad cops. However, what we're seeing in the world right now, and I'm just talking about my people, what's happening right now is I saw somebody said, you know, the cops are like a gang. They're yeah. they are a gang no, and they are absolutely just straight up against black folks like, we well, you know, just the constant harassment going on. Should I talk to my brothers? And they constantly have a story about being harassed on that road. You know, we say be careful like we mean it like, you know, um, just, you know, kids don't know if they're going to make it to a certain age. And, and, and they know, I mean, can you imagine being a young black boy right now and everything you're seeing 
oh my God, you're scared to live. You're scared to ride your bike. You're scared to get in the car with your father. Like people don't know what it is to be in, in this skin. And, and then we're a race that's expected to be treated with violence and react with nonviolence. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How much, how much turn in the cheek can we do? Like real talk, like this has been years, years of privilege you sitting on. You don't think once to be like, you know what? We've been, we've been, we've been fucked up to these people. You know what? We've been real fucked up to these people. We need to make right. And here we are in 2020 and we're just now seeing, we're just now, what happened to Rodney King? What happened to Amadou Diallo? I mean, I can go on and on. What happened to, what happened to them? I mean, I'm talking to officers that get off. Like, they're, they're home on the couch watching TV. Holy shit. So this this is good. Um, mm, this is well, progress, I'm, but yeah. it's not full justice. Absolutely not. Well, you know, and to kind of segue into what has um, now come out, the verdict um, in the murder of George Floyd. So Jurors in the Derek Chauvin case, they unanimously agreed that he was the cause of uh, George Floyd's death um, during the commission of a felony. So that means in all actuality, mm-hmm. he that's second degree murder. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first degree murder and that's the manslaughter charge. So, um, you know, it's it, the jury defect uh, basically said that because, you know, that his whole defense was there were other medical reasons as to why George Floyd died. Oh, yes. Yeah. They try to say because he was underneath the tailpipe of the car inhaling the fumes. I'm done. He was I'm pulling just, shit just, out the rabbit's hat. Did you hear it? Like, oh, my gosh. So basically, you know, he he was killed by accident because of his own basically his own um, negligence. Ridiculous. So. Fortunately, the jury threw that out, um, <laughs> rejected the whole thing. They play, you know, I, I, I never, this today was actually the first time that I watched the eight minutes, 36 seconds video. I did not, I did not watch it before. Um, and I sat down and I watched it with your nephew, with my mm-hmm. son, mm-hmm. um, because I did feel like it was necessary to see at this time. Um, the, just what I looked at as, as hatred, there's nothing to explain what was done to that life, to that man, other than a pure hatred for another human being. Yep. There's, there was no reason. There's not a, there's, you can have a handful of fake $20 bills. There was no reason at all um, for the treatment that he received at all. So, you know, and, and not being able to breathe and just the sadness of, you know, by the time he got into the ambulance, he was already dead. He was already gone. That was so just watching him die on the streets. Um, I listened to the testimony of the nine-year-old girl who was a witness, you know, going to the store with a cousin, you know, not thinking that you would be a, a key witness Mm -hmm. in a, in a murder. Mm -hmm. Um, that you that you had to see, unfortunately, mm-hmm. on the street, see a man die. Just right, the ridiculous. Just I, I can't even. You know this. This has been hard. So, you know, there was a crowd outside of the courthouse in Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. you know it. And to be honest, I think we were all kind of on the edge. I know they were showing the trial. You know, there was days of it, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in this America where it's like, 
we can have the video, they can have the up close, and it still does not necessarily mean that justice will be served. Right. That's the craziest thing. You know, I'm we we all kind of watch with you know, it's this is this is not a this is not a cut and dry because we don't live in a country where things like this happen and it's cut and dry. We've seen that before. Right. Um right. so, you know, today was a day of victory. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I just I, I just I think that it was obvious what drove, you know, this this I, I don't even know what to what to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't know anything about his life. He's I don't a representative. Know nothing about him. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever drove him, you know, to do what he did was was the most vile and evil um it's it's it, the dark side of a human being, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, it was disturbing. But you got to also remember that he is—he's enabled. His behavior was absolutely. enabled because so many agree with what he's doing and what he's done. There's a lot of racist white folks right now that are very unhappy with this verdict, and that part is truthful. So. I'm looking at this man, Chauvin, and I'm thinking, you know, the fact that he decided to not get on the stand and speak up and just make a public apology. That was that right there spoke volumes for me Mm -hmm. um, in the wake of everything happening. But he's a he's a representation of of so many who feel and think the same way he does. That's how I looked at it. He's he's a representation. So I got to remember that, you know, he just happens to be one that got caught as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one that got caught. And, um, you know, I had, I shared with you that it was uh, Chris Cuomo who, you know, was talking about this whole verdict before we got the news. And he said police reform won't happen until white people's kids start getting killed. Yeah. So when another white man can say that there's that holds a lot of weight, you know what I mean? Rather than, you know, Sharon Sharp saying it. it it's something to really listen to. And he said, when those bodies start to pile up, oh, that's when they're going to listen. Mm. And and I thought. You see, you see, they, they know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yep. You know what I mean? For such, for such smart people, why play stupid now? That is so true. When your kids start getting killed by black officers at that, oh, the hell that would break loose. Are you kidding me? So yeah, that, so that's why they don't care. Cause it's not them. So they shrug their shoulders and continue making sandwiches. Like, oh, you heard about it. Oh, well, anyway, off to another day. So Again, I know there was a lot of money that went into, um, you know, Floyd's family. I know his daughter, uh, people really came out for her. I just, you know, just to know she had to witness her father, you know, that it's such a historical moment. Uh, it, it goes down in history and the family is breathing a little easier. Yeah, but, a little um, bit, even though, you know, their loved one is never he's never coming back in this no. in this plane, in this world. Um. You know, money, money can't bring him back. No, but no, no. Hopefully justice was done and a light was shown on this systemic racism, mm-hmm. um, the blatant systemic racism. Oh, and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we are coming in an age where we're calling it out with power mm-hmm. to, to to really bring about some change. It's going to be, it, you know, it, it ain't, it ain't going to be overnight. Um, but really calling out the inhumanity Ooh. in people um, and stop calling these things accidents. These are not accidents. Mm-hmm. This, these are these are acts of violence. 
that mm-hmm. are calculated, mm-hmm. um, that are deep seated, deep rooted. Mm-hmm. These are these are not accidents. And hopefully, you know, today was a day where, um, you know, that that can be seen. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Just very, very heavy. We were all just right. Just just all day. That was like all you're waiting to hear. Almost as if like you're waiting to hear if somebody delivered a child like all day. You're just waiting to it hear. Was a lot. It was a like, lot. What was that? Because, you know, Maxine had said, hey, listen, if y'all need to turn up, then this is not the time for us to be quiet. And everybody kind of took that the other way. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm with it. You know, there's I'm not saying we got to loot and hurt nobody, but th- this is not about turning the other cheek, because obviously, you know, they, they, they keep they, they keep punching us. And all we keep doing is, you know, grabbing our jaw and putting ice on it. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I do believe that um, uh, like it was said in a conversation I had with one of my girlfriends, racism is going to have to cost you. The same way it cost us, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, to not have that privilege on our side. Right. Racism is going to have to cost you. Right. That, you know what I mean? You, you will have to pay for your racism. You know what I mean? You have to you have to own it. It's, it's not going to be a good thing to be racist. To be racist is, is going to make you the outcast. That's the world that we have to get to. So yeah. when you have all these young kids and all these, you know, kids, um, you know, uh, what are they doing now uh, with computers and uh, you know what I'm saying? They're just so advanced and techie. I just hope that their hearts are in the right place to treat each other good. Yeah. That's what I hope. Yeah. I hope, I hope we're really preparing our, our future kids that seeing what's happening to look at racism as if it's whack. You know what I mean? I want them to look at it and be like, oh man, that's just yeah. whack. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I hope. But like you said, it's deeply rooted. It's deeply seated. Some people are working on their kids right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Moving on. Um, Moving on. It's Luther Vandross's birthday today. It is. That's what it you told is. me. It, it would have uh, his 70th birthday today. Happy birthday, Luther. And it's so amazing. amazing. I, have, I have my I, my Luther story. When I, when Luther. I, when I rode the, um, when I rode a plane. When Pick I, the mood up. I, I came it. back uh, from the, what was it? It was the Soul Train Music Awards. And okay. I actually had the honor of sitting next to Luther what? in first class. That was years ago when he, I think he got like a lifetime achievement or something award, but um, very interesting. He, he had, he had some great conversation and um, I've shared this story before about what the conversation is about. Won't do it right here, but um, okay. it was good. It was good to, um, to meet wow. him. Now. I remember yeah, you talking was, about that. You remember, I remember you remember you I told you. It. Yeah, I was like, what? Luther? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, Luther's a, Luther's, Luther is a legendary. So that's so worth, you know, yeah. giving him a birthday shout out in the midst of these storms that we have going on. Yeah. And uh, that brings me. Um, what else we got up in here in, this, in the storm? That brings me right to the weekend. We here. Oh, man. You got it going on. Get your umbrellas. <laughs> Ooh, get all, get all oiled and shaved up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Still goods on. Yeah, this is it, everybody. This is the weekend D. This is a weekend D. And as always, please send questions for publication on our website at www.twistpod.com or to that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail.com. Or I got many for you. You can leave us a voice message on our Instagram at twistpod, T W I S P O D. Talk to us. We want to hear. We like to talk shit. You know what that is. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So this writer right here, this writer right here, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
She says, my husband was locked up for two years. And during that time, I cheated on him. Long story. We worked through things more or less, though I've never been certain he completely trusts me. Recently, he brought up the fact that he'd like to open our marriage. I'm clear. I don't want this. When I said I wasn't comfortable with an open relationship, he told me I was a hypocrite and brought up my cheating. I feel rotten about the pain I caused my husband, but don't want to be bullied into, how do I say this? Polyamory. Mm -hmm. I can read. My baby can read. Polyamory or constantly punished for something that happened in the past. Honest advice, please. Mm. Mm. <laughs> did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Did you get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it yet? Mm -hmm. Ooh, my secret. Oh. Mm. Wow. So what you got? We don't have information on what husband was locked up for. Mm -hmm. I guess not. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Not that that makes a difference, but it does make a difference. So okay. she said she cheated on him while he was locked up. I'm assuming, mm -hmm. you know, they, they worked through it. Like she said, they, you know, talked about it. Okay. Um, but now he wants to add a little, a little third party to the, to the situation, situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, uh, thank him for asking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you but no thank you I mean you know this is serious because they're married so it's not like you know you just alright well I'm I'm done but is this a deal breaker I don't know how mm. I don't know how deep what's funny to me you know this I mean I've had a similar situation to be mm -hmm. to be all to be honest and I, I just ooh, long story short it's all well and good when you know, everybody is kind of on the same, you know, on the, on, you on the, on the same wavelength, but when you're mm -hmm. not, I mean, there's no fun in that. Ain't no fun if my homies can't have none and she mm. don't want to have none. Okay. So okay. he, and I, it, it sounds like he is, if he's keep, he keeps talking about it, keeps breaking, he keeps bringing it up. Then, um, I'm, I'm wondering if he already has something on the side and now he just wants to, you know, bring his wife into the mix that could be that could be it so what's really what's really spearheading what's really like getting him to this point to act like what what's really good that's what i want to ask what's really good you know like what what is it are you you're bored do you want to mm -hmm. try something different mm -hmm. do you have a girlfriend mm -hmm. on the side are you are um and what and then open it up to what well, you know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Open yeah. relationships so they can date other people. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm -hmm. All right. Wait a minute. That's mm -hmm. totally po yeah. Poly polyamory. But that's confusing to me because polyamory to me means three people, but then he wants to have an open marriage, which to me, so what are you, are you saying you want to date other people or do you want everybody to get together and be like swingers? I'm a little confused as well, to what, I think what happened was she got an invitation that said, you have cordially been invited to be a third party. <laughs> to your own marriage. <laughs> Sincerely, your husband. And she was like, what the hell kind of bill is this? <laughs> That's. Hmm. I, I, know, okay. I, I, need, I need the game to pop up and be like, I'll pay. <laughs> right on time. Won't he do it? Um, oh, man. Okay. So. She asked for honest advice and, and here I'm, I'm going to give my honest mm -hmm. that in a marriage, there is always compromise. You compromise with your mate and, and that is 
to keep each other happy and for the good of the relationship. At the same time, there's self-respect, there's love and honor and, and, and all of those things that they, they're, they're kind of deal breakers. So when you don't have that trust, honor, respect, you don't have those things, you really don't have a marriage. So it's a balancing act. So she's really got to ask herself. She says, you know, I don't want to be bullied into polyamory. She's she bullied being the operative word. Well, then that's something you really don't want to do. And if he's really making a big deal out of it, Mm -hmm. then y'all have a major issue to work out. Well, what is it? What is he really, really looking for in this? You know, maybe that's something there's a void that she can fill. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But um. When he's to me, you know, he's asking to open it up. It's it's kind of like the courtesy to before I cheat on you. <laughs> I think I think, I, you know, I think that was really funny that you said, well, thank you for asking. <laughs> because that is so on point. Like, thank you for asking. Like, you know what? Because a lot of dudes will just figure out what time you go to work so I can figure out what time, you know what I mean? And how much time I got. Like, that was just, that was very, but again, he was away for two years. So now that he's home, he's like, you know what? I have to make up for time and all the coochie I didn't get. Well, you know, she, she cheated. So I guess he's kind of using this like, well, let's see. Yeah. He like, you see these new muscles? Come on now. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I, my, I, I can only say that. And as a married woman, if it's something that you don't want to do, then can't nobody make you do what you don't want to do in my mother's voice. So don't do it. And that's just pretty much it. You know, is that a deal breaker for you? Well, then you have to be the one to say it. Is it a deal breaker for you? You know, maybe. And don't let anybody, you know, hold no shit over your head. Um, you know, even if it was cheating, you forgave me or you didn't pick one. Cause I'm not going to be sitting up here making you eggs every day. And we going through this shit. You know, we're not doing that. Like that's just not yeah. what I'm doing. Because so. men, you know, when it comes to cheating, men have a way harder time making amends and getting over their woman cheating than Girl, a woman has why? for a man. Do you remember, um, <laughs> you know me, here we go. Do you remember, I live in, I live in TV and movie land. Remember the show um, Soul Food, the series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember Bird started to cheat on her husband? vaguely but yeah girl and that's when i on demand was it was a new thing that's how old this was and that man was 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 mm, he was fine and he was doing her up against the wall while her husband went to work and mm-hmm. she was just feeling guilty about it but he ended up getting her like kidnapped because he was caught up in drugs her husband that is moral of the story is that <laughs> <laughs> people are listening like i remember that yeah because that was a good time i was like damn she's having a good time he needs to go to work more often shit <laughs> Then he was unemployed. She was like, damn. So anyway, so um, anyway, so wait a minute. I'm losing focus because that was such a good time. I remember I invited all my friends over like, I got to see this part. So he forgave her. And I remember the episode when he forgave her because she was like, you know, I just was, you know, I was just um, traumatized after the kidnapping and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he ended up forgiving her. And I just remember yelling at my TV. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Uh, 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 I had to put my little cocktail down like no uh, uh-uh. because no that ain't happening like no I don't I don't believe that he's had to you know breathe it in kind of like remember the best man when Morris Chestnut had to imagine me I'm gonna send you a clip I watched that last night I do oh please yeah a man's ego can't handle that unless he knows that he got bodies like right under your nose as soon as he walks away he can't he can't handle it (laughs) 
A man can have mad chicks, you know what I'm saying, still on his phone, and he still can't handle knowing that you cheated. That's the sad part about it. Exactly. I play this game, punk. He Debo, I play this game, punk. We both don't play it. (laughs) You're like, wait, I didn't know. Exactly. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Exactly. Uh, That's... So you know, maybe standard. he was just giving her a courtesy, though, before you know he the real mm-hmm. stepping out happens. You know, I, I would just—I mean, I hope the money's good. I would just say, how about this? I'm gonna go to that apartment that we own, and I'm gonna stay there for a little while. Like, you know what? You was gone for two years. See what you got to get out your system, and in that time, I'll be thinking about it. I can't guarantee you that I'll be around, but you know, go ahead, do what you got to do. Mm. Bye, bye, Felicia. Yeah. yeah, and then I call the game, and. <laughs> Then, I, then look, then I'm calling dude to, to book my appointments for these massages. Life is going to be all right. Trust me. I'll be all right in these streets. <laughs> you got to worry about me. Shit. You're like, why are your hands always oily? Don't worry about it. The bills are paid. <laughs> What's all this online masseuse shit up on your computer? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what is all this about? Yeah, right. I'm going I'm going back to school to be a masseuse, okay? <laughs> going to Barbizon. Yeah. It'll, it'll work out. Yeah, tell, tell him to take his time. Don't divorce him. Just tell him to take his time. Because he might, you know, go out and come back and, you know, y'all can get back together, get your little, you know, eh, uh, sounds crazy. Maybe give know. him a cheap pass. Yeah, because you got your pass. So, you know, I don't really think, is he really trying to, like, bring a bitch to the table? Like, you know, this is Vanessa. Like, she likes eggs, too. Like, are you trying to bring somebody home like that? Like... Shana, are you trying to tell me that bitch is gonna be using my towels? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little confused by what what the whole thing means. Like, do they want to do like a Will and Jada, or they want to do a? Hmm. Oh right, because Jada was with him. What was his name? Uh, forgot about forgot about him already. I I forgot his name. I was gonna say Iggy Azalea. What's his name? get these little tiger uh, little whoppy doopy doops I can't get their names together for the life of me she's Louise Wait, little hairpin what little is bobby pin. little bobby pin no <laughs> little little Uzi Burp what you said oopy doop what is his name what was his um, name uh 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 shit let me ask Siri Siri be knowing all the business wait uh what was his name I'm gonna tell you um Jada, mm-hmm. what was her name? What was his name? Damn it! Come on, Siri. August Alcina. Mm, I'm about to call August Wilson. <laughs> well, one no Charlie Wilson. <laughs> First name Charlie, last name's Wilson. I I want to fuck with Charlie Wilson too. He seemed like he had a good time too. That that old cat daddy got it going on. But anyway, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so I don't know what the arrangement is. I mean, if you're telling me that we're going to have company and you're going to be disappearing in the back room for a little while while you go, we talk about, I'm going to go make her a drink and then you'd be gone for like 30 minutes. Man. Then I got questions. I don't play me out like that. But are you just trying to say, you know, you want a little date? Mm. I don't know. I'm not down with it. I'm not down. But if she has, you know, shit, you cheated. And, and I hope that her cheat was like wealthier too. Like, I hope it was a good time. Yeah. Who knows? Because he's, he's, he's running you for it now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, like, remember him. when he's giving her to remember when. Mm-hmm. So, I, look, oh, sis. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, yeah. Figure out where you draw the line. Might not be bad. Maybe, maybe one cheap. You know, y'all can negotiate. Maybe one little cheap pass. 
That is so funny. We are terrible. I mean, but be for real, because he gonna be in these streets anyway. That's yeah. just you know how it is. He just gave her, like I said, like a little courtesy, like, hey, you want to do this together? I, I like that. Yes, sir. You're right. That that was because you know don't be making a fool out of me out in these streets. So yeah, he asked her first. Worse. He asked for permission. Okay. We'll see. We keep going. Yeah. Well, moving on. All right. Then. Where are we at? Polyamorous. <laughs> Yeah, you should get that on a necklace, polyamorous. <laughs> I thought it was a kind of diamond, but when I had bought this, somebody had told me that it's the new 2021 way of life. <laughs> I thought this was my birthstone. A polyamorous. <laughs> oh, in October. Is it a polyamorous? <laughs> You don't even know. Look at me. I don't even know. Girl, bye. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Well, where are we at? We are at the jam. Yes. 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 Too much. Yeah. To Sorry. Yeah. 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 Speak. Speaking on the jam, we just have to give a you know rest in peace to brother DMX. Absolutely. Who has passed on uh, too soon, but. Thank you for the talent. I will say that. And another brother who's passed on, and this is going to be my jam, is mm. Black Rob's. Whoa. Ooh. I had this bad Yeah, that was the jam coming down the West Side Highway. So, you know, this rapper, um, he was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. He was um, a bad boy recording artist. And uh, Whoa came out in 2000. All right, so we're in 2021. You can do the math really quick, can't you? All righty then. Yeah, this is uh, East Harlem Zone and Black Rob. Let me tell you. Got a story. Here we go. I always would I just... Keep a little story, Slick Rick. Got a story to tell. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just... This was just one of... Okay, so this song came out in 2000. You remember 2000 was a great, great year. It was a great, it was a great year for New York. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was like, this was Bad Boy, you know. Our brother was signed to Bad Boy at the time. Like, this was when every, everything was just on fire. New York was on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. We were there. We were there. <laughs> so, no, real, like, real talk. Like, I mean, I was like, I had the bad chick with Tashu as well. I was like, it could be me. It could not be me. <laughs> that may be me. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know. I mean, it. I mean, this this was this was rough rider season. This was you know on the back of um, every every Suzuki I could be on for mm-hmm. lunch dinner, and and this song came out like right around my birthday, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it just it set. There were some songs that just it set New York on fire. This was one of them. This was one of them. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember the orchestra at the beginning. Yeah, who would have knew? And that's where you'd be like, yo, Puffy, you're a genius. Like, like you know, he really mixed the orchestra with the the beat. It, it was just, that was a dope song. And and it was just, whoa. Everybody was saying, whoa. It was just, whoa. It's I mean, simple. to this day, you know it's whoa when you can say it to this day, like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, Black Rob, you know, from East Harlem, mm-hmm. um, you know, signed on a bad boy. And then that was really an era. And he was such a part of that era. And, you know, unfortunately he had um, health complications later on in life. Um, but 
look, I was like, this is the man that had us out here doing the Harlem Shake, okay? Whoa. That's all I gotta say. I'm like, whoa. Like, you, know, whoa. you know, he used to call himself Bacardi Rob? Yeah. Bacardi That's Rob. Mm-hmm. What are the chances? That was like the alias. He was, And then you look, he was like, he, he was featured in like so many different songs, like 112, um, Love Like This, the Faith Evans remix, mm-hmm. uh, Totals, What About Us. Uh, 24 Hours to Live. 24 based. Hours to Live, which is like mm-hmm. classic. We might yeah. have to do that one next week or something. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah. So, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was the jam. What the shake diamonds and pearls? I mean, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started on the wrist. Like, whoa. Yeah. Life Story. Debut album, Life like, Story. And that single went Were you that back. bad check up town? He felt like he was talking about you, right? Shit. <laughs> Once I paid that toll, I was like, well, shit, I'm here now. Turn that off. I lived. It was a good time. It was a good time. And for y'all don't know, like, see, Sean made sure she was everywhere. And, okay, and like, no, and no, no, and I'm I'm the younger sister, so of course we look just and we look just enough alike that I was able to get her ID. So like when she had to get her like new license, I got the old one. So, you know, honey knew how to hold her liquor at 20, honey. Okay. I was, I was out. Where are you going? I'm coming. We were, she had me everywhere. I was right there with you. Yes. Partying. This was, this was a great, great, great time. I just, I have so many stories. They're not, not safe for TV. Not safe for work. Mother has lived, like Wendy says. Mother I has lived. lived. Oh yes, like yeah. this. This was yeah. Ooh, child. Mm. To be in the era, that was such a good time for music. I know you know the music today for people who are you know younger today. They're like, ah, oh, man, it's a great time for music. I'm like, nah. When nah. I meet a kid who is wearing like like uh, the Poetic Justice T-shirt or like a Biggie T-shirt, and they actually know like, oh yeah, like I'm a fan of the music. I'm looking at them. I'm like, you have no idea. Like you have no yeah. idea. Mm, streets is, yeah. We were there when that album dropped. Like, streets was on fire. Yeah, this time I was like, I was going to like Bad Boy um, Studios. I mean, kind of on my groupie shit, but you know. But um, mm. but having a great time, like meeting every, seeing everybody, meeting everybody, mm-hmm. having a great ass time. Jeez. It was just a good time. Partying was a good time. I just, I remember I just would hustle all the time. We get somewhere, I'd be like, man, get us. Remember, you'd be like, get us, get us, get us to the front, get us in the VIP. I'd be like, oh, let me go talk to this man over here. Mm-hmm. I like, I had no shame. I would go talk to anybody and just be laughing it up. I'm like, okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Yeah, this was, I mean, we we had no, it was like no fear. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to make this happen. Who got $5? Come on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was just we are going to make this outside. happen. Okay, parking lot pamping. It was mm-hmm. just yeah, you name it. You name yeah. it. It was a good time. I think everybody should have that era of life that they could say like, "Oh man, I was I was young and free and having a good time." And the music took me there. And the music took me there. Ew. And it was the music. Yeah, it was the music was the soundtrack. So mm-hmm. rest in peace to Robert Ross. Yes. And thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for the yeah. contributions. All right. Right on. Moving on. Where are we at? Where are we? Um, We are supporting our Black businesses right now. Okay. Because that's what we do. As we do. As we do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black power. Amen. Bring it. What you got? All day. All right? 
all black everything. That's gonna be mm-hmm. my new um, black on hashtag. black on black on black on black. Mm-hmm. Blackity black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love what it. you got? What you got? What you got for the support black business? I thought. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this business. You don't know nothing about it. No. Oh, okay. Well, let me see. Then I'll and I'll look. You want me to tell you? I'll let you know. So we are supporting Andrew Mitchell and Isaiah Pinnock. Uh, these are the gentlemen that drove 22 hours from New Jersey. Uh, ew, I had to shout them out to help the people in Texas with, you know, that whole lack of power and clean water. Now in Texas. It, yeah, mm-hmm. this wasn't too long ago, but I'm sure you all remember like, oh, my God, they were it, it, it was terrible. So um, it's Mitchell's Plumbing and Heating and their family run business. And, um, you know, they're master licensed, insured and bonded plumbing and heating company um, for residential, industrial and commercial properties, family owned and operated. And I can't stress the fact enough that they are black owned and you can find them at www.mitchellsplumbingandheating.com. And yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And yeah, that's it. Oh, I want to well, give them props. So they, so they drove. <laughs> yes. From- pro bono. Pro bono. Wow. from New Jersey when they heard of, you know, like, you know, the fact that they were lacking power and, you know, like politics played a big part in that whole thing. And they were like, you know what? Let's just go out there and help some people out. You know, the more we can do like and I think like, you know, the two went out and one of their wives came and they just jumped in the car and they made the trip and they went and, you know, restored as much power as they could. How dope is that? I had to like give it it. to them. I know we're, you know, time is going by so much is happening, but these, this definitely, this story definitely stood out to me because it wasn't high. Nobody highlighted it. I was like, dude, if this was like two white boys, they would have been all over the place, like in your face on the news. Like, so I love it. I love it. Okay. And that's sweet. Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, guess what? Oh, we've come to the end (laughs) of the break. (laughs) Oh, So y'all, please like, share, and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. Please listen to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. We're also on Spotify and Pandora, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Download the Island TV app. You can see our faces there. And Shatara, what else we got to let them know? Oh, I got to let you know that if you have a question for the Weekend D Report and you want to keep up to date on all my upcoming comedy shows, as well as our podcasts and TV events, then get social with us. DM us. Talk to us. We love to talk. I mean, duh. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at TwistPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D. As always, that is the acronym for That's What I'm Saying. Uh, You can go to our website at www.twistpod.com. And you can send an email to that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you all for listening. Stay healthy, stay well. And until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Peace out.